0: está KUCI escuchando
1: la KUCI are
0: listening to 88.9 FM KUCI Interval.
1: Get ready to get out of Irvine and go abroad. On Thursday, October 14th, the UCI Center for International Education hosts its annual Go Abroad Fair on Ring Road in front of the UCI Student Center. At this resource fair, you can visit over 40 provider booths to learn about the wide variety of opportunities to study, work, volunteer, teach, and or research abroad. You can literally go anywhere in the world. You could study art history in Italy. You might work as an au pair in Greece. You can teach English in Japan. You could research the formation of the Caribbean islands in Barbados. You might even intern at a marketing firm in Korea. The possibilities are endless. Discover where you will go at the Go Abroad Fair on Thursday, October 14th. Visit www.cie.uci.edu for more details. See you there. This is UCI KUCI in Irvine, the greatest radio station in the history of Middle Earth. That is the award-winning music of Howard Shore, the composer for The Lord of the Rings films. Welcome to What Would Arwen Do? This is KUCI Irvine, the voice of the University of California at Irvine. What is What Would Arwen Do? If a Middle Earth elf lived today in Orange County, what might her life look like? How would she celebrate and support the arts, music, her community and the preservation of earth, its beauty, resources and creatures? What would Arwin do? Some ask what would Jesus do, which is a very good question. But here I ask, we ask, what would Arwin do? You may be asking who was Arwin? In The Lord of the Rings by Professor J.R.R. Tolkien, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves, and Lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom. Hmm, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen was also a beloved daughter of the universe, as are all the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or, in Elvish, Arda. I believe she understood the principle of noblesse oblige. With great privilege comes responsibility. She embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light through her courage, wisdom, beauty, and her sense of humor and service to others. In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle-Earth, Tolkien scholar Colin Duryas writes, In his invented mythology of Middle-Earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noble in humans, In particular, they represent the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God and his created world. I believe this elven quality exists in every person and yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service. So, having the incredible privilege of having a public affairs show here on KUCI Irvine, 88.9 FM, in California, Orange County, and being friends with an elf in Orange County, right here by the Middle Earth campus of UCI, when things come up that I want to think more deeply about, I like to ask my elf friend, Tani Tanuvial, the question, what would Arwen do? I am Milo Loamsdown, and with me today is my weekly guest, my weekly elf guest, Tani Tanuvial. We are streaming live on the internet, we'll get more to that later. Right now, it's time to talk to Tani. Good afternoon, Tani.
0: My Golanin.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so exciting to be here with you again.
0: It's very exciting. <clears throat> and you know we elves are always loving a new adventure. And myself, having been the host, the elf host of what would Arwen do for a little over five years now with you uh, during this last year as my Hobbit co-host. We thought it would be what, well, I guess it was originally me, I had to coax you into it a bit, how fun it would be if we got to change places. And you got to experience what it would be like to host the show and run the board and do all the intro. And I would get to be... On this side, experiencing the radio show from a completely different aspect than I would if I were hosting the show. And here we are having a brand new adventure.
1: Every week with you, (laughs) Elf Princess, is a wonderful adventure. Well, we should welcome our friends in Orange County here on the campus of the University of California at Irvine, one of the great universities of the world, with the Donald Bren School of Computer and Information Science, a brilliant school not to mention the medical school, which is one of the best in the United States, not to mention the brand new School of Law with Dean Erwin Chemerinsky, the leading constitutional scholar of our time in its now second year. Mm-hmm. So welcome to all the faculty and staff and especially the students, especially you freshmen, you know who you are. <laughs> welcome to first-year students here at UCI. It's a great campus. It's a great, great school of learning. It's a great place to have adventures and fun, and it's a great place to meet new people. Tani, would you describe how you started this program, what was it, some five years ago?
0: Um, Yes, the first show of What Would Arwen Do was in June of uh, 2000, what's five years ago? (laughs)
1: Two thousand five. Two thousand
0: five. It was two thousand five. Numbers. We elves. We like stars and plants and uh, hanging out with creatures, but you know, numbers aren't aren't so much always our thing. Um, and I had been having my own adventure of my life as an elf for uh, since I discovered the world of Middle Earth through the movies and then the books and my little um, experiment about of my life as an elf for the time I was going through some transitions in my life and couldn't figure exactly, you know, well, what's what's being a good Christian? What's being a good person? And I was kind of at odds with some of my friends and some people who thought we should go to war and be, you know, taking people out. And I thought, well, you know, I really don't know what it means to be a good Christian, but the elves seem to embody what's all best and noblest in humans. And so maybe if I live my life as an elf, maybe you know, would would it be better? Would it be worse? Or would it be any different at all? And it was quite amazing because when I first fell in love with the elves, um, I learned things right from the beginning. That when I first started going, I, I, the very first thing I learned from the elves is that elves do not whine. So if you even notice in the in the movies, you know, Gimli, darling Gimli, but he's always you know you're complaining about this, cosmos. and but you don't hear Legolas complaining. Now they may state something that's you know. Not exactly pleasant, but you don't hear you don't hear him whining.
1: <laughs> That's for sure. Elrond, and, when yeah. he had these huge tasks to undertake. Arwen, when she chose to save, in the movies, when she chose to save Frodo from the mm-hmm. ring race.
0: Right. And so that was just the very first little thing that I had learned. And I thought, well, if I incorporated that into my life, that would probably make me a little more pleasant person to be around. The second thing was that I was going to the movies, like every night I saw... And I didn't even discover them until March, when the, um, after they'd after already been out for Academy four Awards. months, after the Academy Awards. But um, I would go to the movies and I would cough. And so I said, you know, I'm not going to eat any dairy products or anything because I don't want to be coughing during the movie. And that, just in itself, transform- had a, somewhat of a transformative effect. But I began to look at, well, how do elves eat? And elves eat for, they don't, they're not like hobbits, which is a wonderful thing, but they don't eat really comfort food. They eat for fuel, for nourishment, and they eat during parties and festivities, and they're thin. And I know it will sound very funny, but I began to eat like an elf, and me, um, you would not imagine it to see me now. And people often don't believe me, but I've struggled with a weight problem most of my life, of always being Little over, you know, just trying to keep my weight down.
1: It's unbelievable, (laughs) Elf Princess. You are so live, so much, uh, so much in the image of Arwen.
0: But again, I know it's a funny thing, but I just started eating like an elf and being mindful of uh, how would an elf eat, and it it just my weight problem has just gone away.
1: Amazing. (laughs) As a Hobbit, I must say it's hard for me to imagine cutting down from six meals a day to four or three.
0: Very, very small meals, as a matter of fact, but um, but it has it, You know, it's not. It's it just was rather natural. It just I just kind of fell into it. But anyway, all of that. I was very much in love with um, the world of J.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth, and uh, eventually found some other friends through Tolkien's message board. The r- r- way I ended up having a show here was through a student at UCI. Um, UCI, I love UC Irvine and was across the street at the coffee shop studying, and I was reading The Silmarillion, which not too many people are uh, familiar with, The History of the Elves. It's a little bit, it's kind of dense reading, and it um, Tolkien was a master, but he loved to change people's names and the names of places around a lot, So, and there's so many connections between people. Um, but I love it. I, I love studying that stuff. So this young man said, oh my gosh, you're st- you're reading the Silmarillion and I was just thrilled that anybody actually recognized what it was. And we became friends. Um, I was doing editing for um, theologists and scientists and biologists at the time and uh, biochemists and he was a biochemist. So we would talk. And one day he said, Oh, I got to go. I got to go do my radio show. And I said, what? I mean, here was this guy who was probably like 19 or 20 years old. I said, you do a radio show? And he said, oh, yeah, I do a radio show over at UC Irvine. He said, you know, they're always looking for interesting and different public affairs programming. You should think about coming over and doing a show about your life as an elf. And I thought, I'm not going you know, to go on the radio. I never dreamed about ever doing anything to do with radio work. But I was thinking about writing, and I thought, well, you know, they say it's good if you have a platform for your, you know, to show that you know how to interact with people. And I thought, well, maybe I could do something that would be helpful. And I decided just to come to the training and it changed my life. I, I discovered some of the most incredible people on the planet here at KCI. a world of music. I've learned so much about so many different genres of music, of what it's like to work with literally an, an army of over 100 volunteers. There's only uh, like two people on staff here. Everyone from the management to the engineers to the DJs are all, um, we're all volunteers here and we're all passionate about what we do. And I have met people that have absolutely enriched and changed my life on so many levels.
1: Right. And I'm going to mention this a couple more times, but (laughs) our website is KUCI.org, where you can go and listen to us streaming live in real audio format or Windows Media format. And currently in the upper right-hand corner under the Calendar of Events section is the KUCI staff training. And guess what? It's coming up up. Monday at 7 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 p.m., Monday, October 4th, beginning at 8 p.m. in HICF 100K.
0: And isn't there an email address there for people if they'd like to contact them?
1: Right. If you'd like to get more information about the training, you can send an email to training at KUCI.org.
0: So, long story short, I took the training, and they were crazy enough to give me a show, and I thought it would just be kind of a fun thing to do. Never imagined that this would become such a passion for me that I would love doing it and that it would be my way of being able to give back to the artistic community. I have had, I have found so much joy in uh, going out and talking to people and just saying, you know, would you be interested in doing a little interview at KCI? And I was just amazed at people's response. Um, and these are just people that I feel are making a difference in our community, in the arts, in music, uh, just everyday heroes, you know, artists, musicians, and I'm really about the everyday people. You know, I think it's wonderful every once in a while when people have somebody famous on. But I believe that there are our heroes, Samwise Gamgees, you know, in our midst all around. And those are the people that I like, too. Um, and and <clears throat> then, so I was doing the show for about four years and really loved doing it. But I felt like, you know, we need some oomph. And one day I come into the station and there's this... This hobbitish-looking man sitting at the table, and he... I don't even remember what I asked you, but you you said something. And as soon as you spoke, I thought, wow, that guy has the neatest voice.
1: (laughs) Isn't it the truth? This hobbit, over many years, has been told that he has a radio voice. And yet the hobbit does not have any training or background.
0: Right. And I thought... And then I don't even... I think I maybe mentioned something about my show and somehow during the course of our conversation discovered that you also were a fan of J.R. Tolkien, which is like for me trying to find someone like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You know, we we need to do something together. And I think we just tried uh, having you on the show once. And it was so much fun that I then invited you to be my co-host. And that was a little over a year ago.
1: That's right. July 31st. How well I remember it. It was a (laughs) wonderful day when I began being your co-host after taking the training and becoming certified as a DJ.
0: And I think the thing that's so wonderful is that here at KCI, and yeah, I might be a little sappy about promoting KCI, but it's just because I think it is such an amazing place. Not only are we... Orange County's independent radio station, we are a station devoted passionately to promoting the the work of artists and musicians that people will not hear about on the major airwaves. So, But a lot of people that come through here end up getting famous and people hearing about them, but there's a whole lot of um, musicians and artists out there making really great music that aren't getting played on the airwaves, and that's what... We're all about here. And the same with our public affairs programming. You know, my passion is um, inspiring people to realize that they have some kind of a creative gift because I hear so many people say, oh, I'm not creative. We all have that spark. We all have something. It might be something as simple as knowing how to make a wonderful lunch, or it might be uh, planting, you know, a little section of your garden, you know, like hobbits like to do. It might be playing the violin. It might be... um, I mean, there's just so many different ways that we can express our creativity. It doesn't have to be fine art or, you know, being a virtuoso or playing in an orchestra. Um, we're, we're, I believe it's built into us as, as humans. So and I love that there are people that are making such a difference in our community and people need to know about them and be inspired because volunteer work is like one of the most wonderful things a person can get involved in.
1: And it's so tremendously rewarding. The music shows that I've listened to here, the great music shows on Monday with Jeff doing the Blues Disease, great blues music, and Jake Bacon on Monday afternoons doing the Buffalo Bayou and the Zydeco and sort of New Orleans kind of Mm -hmm. really, uh, really funky music. But we've got great PA shows, film school, weekly signals on Friday mornings. We have the tremendous program Writers on Writing. And we have we have so much uh, to say. So, again, if you want to get involved here in KUCI Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth, go to KUCI.org. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a, a link that will take you to a full description. It starts, you don't have to make an appointment or anything. No, You can, you can just, just show up at yes. 8 p.m. on campus at HICF 100K, 8 p.m. Monday, October 4th, and the class is one hour long, basically, about one hour. Mm-hmm. And it's eight weeks. It's eight Mondays in a row. Mm-hmm. And then you have a test you have to pass.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: have a sample tape. We call it... Uh, demo tape. Demo tape. But actually, these days, Elf Princess, it's more of a CD. Demo CD. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, and and then you make application and, um, and potentially get a show. But there are so many good shows. Uh, Tani, I think you have um and our DJs have many interests right oh, so yes. one of our one of our main shows is writers on writing yes and writers on writing is uh 9 a.m on Wednesdays get published
0: yes and with
1: Barbara DeMarco Barrett and Marie Stone
0: yes and that is a fantastic uh it's just a fantastic show In everything you want to know about getting published they usually interview uh Two people, sometimes one, but sometimes it's an agent, sometimes it's an author. Uh, Barbara is very dear to my heart as well because when I first took the training, I you learn a whole lot. There's so much that you learn in the training, and I felt, especially for a PA show, it's there's a little more to it because you know it's not just coming in and putting some music on, which isn't just putting some music on, but you have to interact and talk to people on the phone and things. And so I wanted to take another quarter to mentor. You know, just to intern with someone, and Barbara was so gracious and allowed me to come in and sit in on her program for a quarter and um, just get to see how she did her interviews and how she set up her show, and, and it was absolutely wonderful. And I've had the privilege of taking a couple of her creative writing courses, and in fact she uh, has a course through the UCI uh, Irvine Extension Program. So she, her one of her wonderful writing courses is called The Inner Game of Writing, and that's coming up, uh, it actually also starts this coming Monday, October 4th, um, It goes from October 4th to November 1st from 630 to 930. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, hands-on workshop uh, where you'll write in a supportive environment. You'll use, like uh, reading here from the thing, you'll use right-brain, left-brain writing techniques to break through writer's block, block procrastination, and anxiety. And I can tell you her workshops are just a hoot. You really come away with some useful tools, and it's a lot of fun. And you meet other people who are kind of geeky, Uh, About those kind of things, like you are, which is always nice to meet people that are kind of geeky in your creative mode, the same kind of creative mode that you are.
1: I don't know (laughs) if I would use the word geeky for Barbara DeMarco Barrett, but she is certainly knowledgeable, (laughs) very well spoken, really knows the business, and uh, we should. And an
0: author in her own right. And an author in her own right. the, The author of Pen on Fire, and I believe she has a website, Pen on Fire. .com so if you want to if you want to check her out but she's she's here um, most Wednesday mornings and the And by the uh, way um, for enrollment the, on UCI yes, start there's a phone 949-824-5414 949-824-5414 or you can go online to extension.uci.edu
1: Yes the the URL that I found was unex.uci.edu oh. is when I did a Google search for UCI extension and you can, you can search there. Mm-hmm. There are many, many wonderful courses in UCI Extension which are tailored to times, weekends, evenings, when working people can actually Absolutely. get away and enrich themselves with something different, right. further their careers. You are listening to KUCI-FM 88.9, the voice of the University of California at Irvine. Yes. You're listening to Tani Tenuvial, my we- weekly guest... <laughs> And this is Milo Loamsdown, your Hobbit host for a quarter as we do things. Well, there's so much to talk about. We should mention yes. that this program has wonderful things coming up. There is on...
0: Oh, I'm so excited about our the, the potential guests that we have for this quarter.
1: It's just unbelievable. Again, this is What Would Arwen Do? And one of the things that Arwen would like to foster is
0: peace. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and so we are quite likely to have a guest from the Center for Living Peace here in Irvine.
0: They're right across the street in the little shopping center uh, where uh, Trader Joe's and uh, Yoga Shakti and uh, 24 Hour Fitness is right over there. And this is an, a new place they just actually opened at the uh, end of the um, of this spring quarter and the Center for Living Peace, they're doing wonderful things over there. They have workshops going on uh, quite often. And I actually stopped in on Sunday and got to speak with um, Lisa, who's a friend of Kelly Smith's. Kelly Smith is the founder of the Center for Living Peace and found out that the Dalai Lama is going to be here
1: Oh, in, my gosh. Yes. The Dalai Lama the in Dali person?
0: Lama in person here at UCI. Uh, I didn't get a chance to do the research on it. I believe it's sometime in December, late October, late November, December. I think it's early December. <clears throat> and they're going to be doing something uh, with him. And we will be uh, certainly letting people know about, uh, you know, information coming up about how they can spend some time with this wonderful, wonderful man who is doing so much to help also with World Peace, um, I've gotten a couple of his books recently, and I just love, I just love reading, I just love reading his stuff. So, and they have um, some other workshops uh, coming up over there. <clears throat> um, oh, there's something that they're going to be doing with Cherise Theron, who uh, has. Oh my uh, gosh, a, a, the
1: Academy Award-winning yes, actress in person. She's,
0: she's going to be in person over at the Center for Living Peace. Uh, coming up, I believe it's sometime in October, November. But I will find out the details about that. Uh, Kelly wasn't in on Sunday, but we'll be in touch this week, and uh, we'll let people know about that. But that's that's going to be very exciting, and it's just wonderful to know that. And if you go into the center there, it's it, energetically it just it has a reading room. They have a wonderful place where you can go and just sit in all kinds of books about you know peace and ecology and the environment and children, and they have uh, yoga for kids. They, almost every Saturday they have some, have some kind of art workshop. They do a lot of things in conjunction with the wonderful people down at the Ecology Center um, in uh, San Juan Capistrano with organic gardening and making little organic homes, you know, gardens at, at your home and that type of thing. So a lot of good things going on over at the Center for Peace, and I'm very excited that we'll get to have somebody over here and tell us all about it.
1: It's just wonderful stuff. Uh, we are planning on having the great Nathan McCarrick, the director of The Hobbit theater production that recently concluded with sold out standing room only extra performance added performances at the Maverick Theater in Fullerton. I was there in person one Saturday afternoon to see it live and it was an unbelievably moving and wonderful experience how this very very small theater with barely 55 seats there were really almost more cast members than there were audience (laughs) members. But uh, Nate will be on to discuss that production, hopefully sometime in the month of October.
0: And just what it's like bringing something like The Hobbit to the stage. I'm very curious to talk to someone about, you know, I mean, when you think about bringing something like The Hobbit even to the big screen, it's like, how are you going to do that? Bringing The Hobbit to the stage, that... Um, and, and you're saying that it, it worked. I mean, of course, we saw our friend uh, André Vienne with the... theater
1: uh, Sans Fil.
0: Yeah, with the puppets. With
1: with the large macro-sized puppets using yeah. a Bunraku sort of approach. Uh, this, the Maverick Theater production created and directed by Nathan McCarrick, was completely different and yet just as moving. It was a heavier, more action, more fighting-oriented Huh. Well, this is what would Armin do and this is and, what Arwen did. and and we have so much to discuss, but before we go any further, I've got news of the two towers. Oh and, my
0: gosh, I'm so excited to hear and about this. What
1: I want to do is I'm going to read a little section of the two towers. Okay. Then we're going to have some music from the two towers oh. by the great Howard Shore.
0: Two of my favorite things. And reading then I'll give you the, the news. Books <laughs> and music from the movies.
1: <laughs> this is from The Two Towers by J.R. Tolkien, the Palantir. And Pippin and Gandalf are on Shadowfax, the great horse. And Pippin asks, "'How fast is he going?' asked Pippin. "'Fast by the wind, but very smooth, and how light his footfalls are.' Gandalf answered, "'He is running now as fast as the swiftest horse could gallop. "'But that is not fast for him. "'The land is rising a little here, and is more broken than it was beyond the river.' BUT SEE HOW THE WHITE MOUNTAINS ARE DRAWING NEAR UNDER THE STARS. YONDER ARE THE THRIRIN PEAKS LIKE BLACK SPEARS. IT WILL NOT BE LONG BEFORE WE REACH THE BRANCHING ROADS AND COME TO THE DEEPING Combe, WHERE THE BATTLE WAS FOUGHT TWO NIGHTS AGO. Pippin was silent again for a while. He heard Gandalf singing softly to himself, murmuring brief snatches of rhyme in many tongues, as the miles ran under them. At last the wizard passed into a song of which the hobbit caught the words. A few lines came clearer to his ears through the rushing of the wind. "'Tall ships and tall kings, three times three. "'What brought they from the foundered land over the flowing sea? Seven stars and seven stones, and one white tree.' "'What are you saying, Gandalf?' asked Pippin. "'I was just running over some of the rhymes of lore in my mind,' "'answered the wizard. "'Hobbits, I suppose, have forgotten them, even those that they ever knew.' "'No, not all,' said Pippin.' And we have many of our own, which wouldn't interest you, perhaps, but I have never heard this one. What is it about, the seven stars and seven stones? About the Palantiri of the kings of old, said Gandalf. And what are they? The name meant that which looks far away. The Orthanc stone was one. And Orthanc is one of the two towers. Well, Tani, we are now going to listen to music by Howard Shore from the original soundtrack, which is different and has different stuff than the extended soundtrack. We're going to listen to two selections, but you have found something in the Silmarillion. Oh
0: this is a little something in the Silm- in, this is a little something in the Silmarillion, uh, uh, about the Palantir. You wanna hear a little bit Go ahead. a little bit more, yes. of the, more of the background. This is from uh, in the back of the rings of power. It says many treasures and great heirlooms of virtue and wonder the exiles those were the Noldor, of which Galadriel was one, the exiles had brought from Numenor I'm sorry, the exiles from Numenor. That would not have been Galadriel. (laughs) The exiles from Numenor. And of these, the most renowned were the seven stones and the white tree. The white tree was grown from the fruit of Nimloth the Fair that stood in the courts of the king at Marnell in Numenor, er, ere Sauron burned it. And Nimloth was in its turn descended from the tree of Tyrion, from which the moon came. That was an image of the eldest of trees, white Telperion, which Yavanna caused to grow in the land of the Valar. So it goes on down and it says um, uh, the, where the tree was planted. Since he it was that had saved the fruit from destruction, but the stones were divided. Three, Elindil took. These are the Pelantir. uh and his sons, each two, those of Alindo were set in towers upon Imon upon Elmansul, and the city of Anuminus, But those of his sons were at Minas Ithil and Minas Arnor and at Orthanc and in Osgiliath. Now these stones had this virtue, that those who looked therein might perceive in them things far off, whether in place or in time." For the most part, they revealed only things near to another kindred stone for the stones each called to each, but those that possessed who, um, but those who possessed great will of strength and of mind might learn to direct their gave gaze whither they would. So right. these are these very powerful stones that, when we get to the movie of the Lord of the Rings, we see you know why you know they wanted to keep track of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and also we see that Saruman and, uh, was sort of seduced by having one of them.
0: And Denethor as well.
1: And Denethor as well was seduced. That's yes. Right. Wow. Well, let's listen to some Howard Shore music, shall we?
0: And this is from the, the is, first we're, we're going the original to, soundtrack?
1: We're going to start with the original soundtrack, Fourth Erlingas, featuring Ben Del Maestro. And then from the complete recordings, which are different and have different materials, we're going to listen to one of the Dúnedain, featuring Evenstar, performed by Isabel Bakcharian. Here's Howard Shore. Gosh, that is so fabulous.
0: Absolutely amazing, and it's so funny. In some ways, I'm really glad that I've seen the movies as many times as I have because whenever I hear certain music from certain parts of the movie, I automatically um, go right in my mind to and re-see, <laughs> re-see that part of the movie, so it's pretty amazing. Mm. Are we okay on yes, time? Yes,
1: we heard... We heard two selections. We from did. the original soundtrack, mm-hmm. which is a single disc, fourth Erlingas featuring Ben Del Maestro. And then from the complete recordings, disc number two, we heard track number seven, one of the Duna Dane, featuring Evenstar performed by Isabel Bayarcha Darian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Very exciting.
0: Yes. <clears throat> so that last part was where one of my favorite scenes where Aragorn kind of wakes up and he says, this is a dream. And Arwen says to him, then it is a good dream. (laughs) And there's something I was looking for, but I can't find it right at uh, at my fingertips. But there's something where it's mentioned that uh, Arwen held him in thought from afar.
1: Fabulous. Now, the reason why I did the reading from the two towers Mm -hmm. and had this music play is because there's two tower news. Guess what happens? First of all, we should mention that on October 8th and 9th, mm-hmm. for our listeners in New York City, and we are listened to all over the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. You can
1: listen to us live at 88.9 FM here in Orange County, because that's where KUCI-FM Irvine broadcasts. But you can also listen to us live on the Internet at KUCI.org, 24 by 7, alternative radio, music, and public affairs.
0: And in- because The Hobbit is such is not only a great host now of the show, but wonderful at technology where the elf is not, we are up on podcast. <laughs>
1: Certain kinds of technology. Simply go to KUCITalk.org and click on What Would Arwen Do? Or you can go to iTunes and search for Arwen, A-R-W-E-N, and you'll see the KUCI podcast of What Would Arwen Do? which is reflected on the tremendous iTunes servers, all free all free free is good so the two towers at radio city music hall howard shore's complete score is going to be performed live to the film in oh. widescreen on that massive 6000 seat auditorium oh and their gosh. beautiful big wide screen don't you wish that we could be in new york city if only we october had an eagle, you
0: know we need one of those big eagles that could just whisk us away over to new york for the night
1: friday and saturday october 8th and october 9th now just before that On Thursday evening, October 7th, Howard Shore and Doug Adams will be talking about Doug's new book, The Music of the Lord of the Rings Films, at Barnes & Noble at their Lincoln Center location, 1972 Broadway, in New York City. Uh, That's again Thursday, October 7th. For those of you that live in the tri-state area, I would make an effort to get down into Manhattan at Lincoln Center and hear that very fascinating oh, thing.
0: Oh, yes. I wonder if that uh, is the opening night of the book's release or if it's actually out yet.
1: I don't believe it's released yet. I'll oh. take a look and see. Yeah. And then also at the net where we get a lot of our information mm-hmm. and news about things related to The Lord of the Rings and other Tolkien happenings like The Hobbit, The one-ring.net, one of their members, XO Anon, has started tweeting on September 24th. That's Friday last Friday, three mm-hmm. days ago, in celebration of that Two Towers concert at Radio City Music Hall, XO Anon will be tweeting the entire text of the Two Towers on the official Twitter page. <laughs> and you can join in on the fun and see if that person can make the entire Two Towers text in three weeks' time using Twitter, which is limited to the, uh, 100, I believe it's 240 characters limit. I forget. I'm not that good with technology. It may only be 140 characters. Now,
0: when is it? Oh, he's tweeting it now. To, yes, to started Friday. We're three days done? into it, oh and if you
1: go to that Twitter page, you will see the tweets, oh one God. little couple of sentences at a time from the two towers. Oh my an amazing gosh. project. Yes, an amazing. In project. in in any case, go to the OneRing.net. the
0: Question: Why? Well,
1: <laughs> it's it. It would be a wonderful thing to think about. But you have wonderful, speaking of book news, you have wonderful book news.
0: I do, and I want to do a shout out to a dear friend of mine who has been uh, such a uh, delight and support to me on my Elvish journey and adventure, a fellow writer. She and I were part of a writer's group for um, many years, and her name is Mary DiStefano, and she was the editor of Victorian Homes Magazine for quite a few years, and I always, um, although we elves try to not be uh, jealous, but I <laughs> always had a little bit of, not not jealousy, but just I admired her writing. I always wished that I could wordsmith like this woman can, and also being a part of our writing group, she was working on these novels, and she would bring them, and we would all be captivated as she would read to us that week's installment, and then we'd, we'd all you know give our feedback on it. And now, after all these years, one of the books that all of us always knew would someday get published because it was so fantastic is, in fact, at this very day, September twenty eighth, two thousand and ten, is the release date for her first novel, Afterlife, The Resurrection Chronicles. And you can find out more information about that and her book signings that are coming up. We will be having Mary on the show soon. To celebrate this wonderful event, and uh, she's just a hoot, fun person. Her website is Mary, and that's spelled M E R R I E. Last name De Stefano, D E S T, D E S T E F A N O. So it's Mary M E R R I <laughs> E De Stefano, and I believe she has Facebook and. Um, if if are you did you type that in? I'm I'm trying
1: to find it. How do you spell her name? again? M e
0: r r i e. Like, oh,
1: Mary. Yeah. Not Mary.
0: <laughs> Why
1: yeah. did I try typing Mary when yeah. it's spelled Mary?
0: Yeah, like Mary Pippin. Like Mary Mary and Pippin. M e r r i e.
1: There it is. It's on Amazon.com. And isn't
0: there a little blurb there under the um, under the book about about afterlife?
1: Um. Yes, there is a little blurb. Welcome to your next chance. Chaz Dominguez is a professional babysitter in New Orleans, helping to integrate the recently deceased into their new and improved lives. Though Fresh Start has always been the only game in town, resurrection isn't all it's cracked up to be. Nine lives are all a person can get, and a powerful group of desperate, high-level nine-timers will stop at nothing to possess the keys to true immortality. Yeah. Afterlife, all one word. Afterlife, A F T E R L I F E. The Resurrection Chronicles, and it's as you say, it's by Mary Destefano. M E R R I E D E S T F A N O.
0: So big congratulations to my friend, and I hope people will pick up the book because it's it's it just it, it's a it's amazing theme, and I and she has an amazing writing style. So we'll have, hope to have her on soon.
1: It, it's really just amazing and wonderful how creative people can be. How many of us have thought about the afterlife? How many of us have thought about a cat having nine lives? and Thought about the resurrection or reincarnation
0: right. mythology, or what if they or could religion? Come, what if they could have come up with some kind of technology to kind of um, preserve your consciousness and transmit it into something else? I mean, even like in Avatar, remember we see uh, the the guy dies and he's able to that all, they all. Pr- kind of like pray or put their energy together and ends up moving his conscious energy into his avatar body.
1: It's a, a, a wonderful movie and a wonderful concept, but this creativity, as, as I said to you earlier today, dear Elf Princess, I think sometime we're going to have to do a show on comparative mythologies mm. and talk about the Disney mythos and the Tolkien mm-hmm. world and... How these, because Disneyland, I mean, started here in Orange County, yes. we may have to talk about the the similarities and the differences between the two mythologies.
0: Yes, and you know, actually, um, there's someone, I, I don't know that I could call him a friend, a I haven't met him for a long time, can't remember his name right off the bat, but he is amazing. He has won... Uh, um, awards for his costumes, as especially as Aragorn, because he looks just like Aragorn. But he also worked for Disney and and um, actually designed the whole Roger Rabbit uh, part of new of Disneyland. And he's a, oh my god! And his he, he home, his home in I believe it's up in North Hollywood or Hollywood somewhere up there, is amazing. He's a big Sarah Bernhardt fan, but he also has lots of elements of really wonderful elements of the uh, world of Middle Earth in his home. So. Uh, it might be interesting to see if I can uh, get a hold of him and have him on.
1: That would be a, that would be a wonderful guest for us to have.
0: Yeah, he would because he would be a, definitely be able to draw some distinction between uh, Disney and Tolkien. And we're out of time, aren't we?
1: Well, uh, we're we've we've got a little bit, a couple of things I want to mention briefly. Uh-huh. Game news: There's a new computer game, really no, a did, did console I, game. Oh, okay. Called Aragorn's Quest. Speaking of Aragorn, oh. it's called Aragorn's Quest. And TheBitBag.com has a review of it, which I thought was pretty interesting and, and uh, extensive. It's rated T for teens. But the, end, the ending of the review says, while shallow, it's still a fun experience. The game has about eight levels. While it is not exactly long, it does have collectibles, such as armor and weapons for players to purchase with garnered coin. It's a great game for younger gamers, or people who are looking for a game to play with younger or casual gamers. Well, that is what I am, a casual gamer it's available on the Nintendo Wii or PS3, PS2, PSP, Nintendo DS. So, not available yet on the Macintosh or PC platforms, but but what I really want to talk about in our closing moments is the Hobbit movie news. Yay. Now, on our last program, I talked about how there was the Sahara India Parawar, Indian conglomerate, the massive oh, media yes. conglomerate Bollywood, mm. right? was thinking of buying MGM. But it turns out that MGM is on target for their planned bankruptcy and association with Spyglass Entertainment, so that Indian <clears throat> conglomerate was basically uh, rejected. The company's chairman had a conference call with creditors on Tuesday and then said that the offer was rejected within hours.
0: <clears throat> Other
1: <clears throat> interesting news, and here's... Before yes, you go move ahead.
0: away from Bollywood, just real quickly, have, have you seen some Bollywood movies? Many. <laughs> it, it, wouldn't it be? Very, it would be very interesting if, <sighs> if to have the the Hobbit movie and have places where the musical people would, sequences people would just burst into song and, <laughs> and dancing and with dancing. lavish
1: production numbers and and with and
0: things that often don't have anything related to what's going on actually in the storyline. But um, that would be an interesting thing to see the Hobbit done in Bollywood style.
1: Amazing, <laughs> wonderful idea.
0: Maybe a parody.
1: Um. I'm going to sleep on it, but I'm not sure I endorse it. But speaking Mm -hmm. of the Hobbit movie, there's one other piece of news before Mm -hmm. we close the show. Thursday of last week, the call for scale doubles was sent out asking for women and men between four foot and five foot tall. So, the Hobbit doubles, a preliminary casting call has been issued. And so, I think that that is very, very promising news that something may happen. Again, we won't know until October when the 7th extension on the MGM debt is resolved or extended. We won't know until then That's what really we'll the is way. going to happen. We've just got, um, I believe we have a couple of weeks because I believe the next extension is it expiring October 14th. Hmm. In any case, we have a couple of weeks to wait. But my gosh, time has flown. Time has flown. We have just a few moments left together. I, I want to thank you. Tani for being my guest this week and every week for the <laughs> for the quarter.
0: We'll Again, have fun.
1: this is what would Arwin do on KUCI FM 88.9 Irvine, the greatest radio station in the history of Middle-earth and Tani, could you just could you just outro us with that that inspirational phrase you like to use.
0: Well, we wish a wonderful, wonderful week to all of our listeners and thank them for being there. And if they'd like to contact us, they can send us an email at askanelf at yahoo.com. And until then, salalumin a star shines on the hour of our meeting. My gosh, it does. My
1: it, it certainly <laughs> does shine on our meeting. And, and now we're going to go into the West with a wonderful recording by...
0: This is our, my friend Coco B. Uh, we made a very special recording, for, especially for this show, of the Academy Award-winning song, Into the West, which was sun, sung by Annie Lennox, but Annie Lennox is popular enough. <laughs> so we're going to play an indie artist, uh, Coco B., singing Into the West by Howard Shore.
1: See you next week. Thanks again, again, Tani.
0: Thank you. Namaria. No,
1: Night is falling Sounds of the Anteater Kingdom on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine.